0: Like
1: feel my face yeah. Ow! <laughs>
0: <laughs> After a long hiatus We went back like Drake You know, we got hit with some dish shots We yeah. went in hiding <laughs> You know, so this joint gonna be the new Scorpion In my feelings, ain't got nothing on us <laughs> Episode 15 Yeah, we back
1: with it What's really going on, y'all You know what I'm saying Um we just going to run through all the mess that's happened in the month of June, right?
0: In part of July, because yeah. it's, been, it's, it's been a smooth... It's been some time, It's been you a know? smooth minute. Life's been busy. I've been gone since like July, mm-hmm. acting like a dot. Di- all that's right, your song? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so I mean, Henry, you got anything that's pressing on the top of your head? Because it's been a lot of important news, a lot of unimportant news, a lot of craziness, a lot of stupid stuff. What was the what's the biggest thing that's 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 popped off to you since we the last time
1: we talked? Yeah,
0: um, the biggest thing
1: that's popped up. I don't know. Like you had this whole immigration stuff with them separating the families. Want to get into that? Um, that's that was. I mean, that was the most pressing ever. I, yeah, so we can go ahead. Um, I don't. Okay, so I attempted to do my research in the sense of trying to figure out like. You know, where did this all start? So, of course, he isn't the first president to do this. Right. Like, or have this policy.
0: Of, of family separation at the border. Right.
1: The family separation at the border. But he's the only one to kind of, like, emphasize it in a sense. Right. Like, actually go through with separating the family, right. I assume. Um, so, that's the biggest thing with all of what's going on, all the controversies that came behind and with the backlash, because, like... Okay, they're immigrants, they're clearly running away from something and then you take them to a bigger trauma or cause them to have a bigger trauma by separating them away from their family. Like right. that's not cool at all. That's inhumane. Um, so I personally think it was it was crazy. Um yeah. and the backlash like, that came behind it was, I guess, right, in a sense. Yeah. It was just crazy to me how he rescinded that. Like, he signed the act or... Passed. That would
0: basically enforce that and then kind of like try the, to roll it back. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can't
1: really do that because how are you going to place... Now you've displaced, let's just say, I don't know the exact number, but so many thousands of people. Yeah, thousands. How are thousands you now going to place them back with their rightful... Right,
0: and that's what, I was, that's what I think is the biggest part about this and I think some people really like tried to focus on it they were like you know um, in terms of actually like okay Congress and the Trump administration can try to like change a law and then the Trump administration can change how they administer the law so they can stop family being separated like tomorrow like by next week they can have a plan that says we're gonna stop this tomorrow but like what do you do with those families and those children who are separated from those families now that to me is like a still a big question of like how do you actually reunite them? Like the mm-hmm. people who are already separated, not saying, Okay, if a child and a mother comes tomorrow, we're not gonna separate them. Right. But like what happened to the person what happened to the son and the father who were separated yesterday. Right. So like, I think that has never been properly explained, which I think is the biggest part about this, is that it seems like the system can't so it's almost like the system can't and like rightfully so unless you put like a lot of manpower and a lot of money toward it. Right. You have to have a database. You have to know who's and that's who the you have thing. to know. Where they was being documented right. And then that... you have to communicate with the Mexican government or whichever right. whichever government which they came from, because then you're like, hey, we know this like we have no idea who your father is unless like the child tells us, and then it's like, how do we get in contact with that person? Uh-huh. So it's like as a law it doesn't make sense, but when you actually unpack like how it unfolds, it just creates like a it's bigger big problem. chaos. Because yeah. then like to fix it it requires like so, so much, much more. more.
1: Right. Um, I mean I guess if we talk about that, we gotta talk about how the Supreme Court um they agree with they basically said his travel ban wasn't unconstitutional. You right know, when let me check notes quick make through but yeah, back in 2017,
0: when. Um, like right after he got. A, right after he took office. Right, it was like was a month right after out, like a month office. after.
1: Um, Y'all know he passed the travel ban for six Muslim majority countries Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, Syria, and Yemen. Um, basically saying that those people couldn't like come into the United mm-hmm. States. Um, and that, well, it was a lot of backlash behind that. Five to four of the justices ruled um, in favor of this travel ban saying that he basically has the right to do that. Right, they're basically saying,
0: because um, his order was like a direct, it was an um, executive order. Right. So they're basically saying that he did that through, I think it was like Department of Homeland Security. Mm-hmm. So they're basically, the Supreme Court or the judges who voted in favor of it are basically saying the Constitution gives him the authority to direct right. immigration policy. It doesn't matter, or their case, I mean, of course, it depends on how you see it, their case is that it doesn't matter how strict or how lenient it is. It's in his authority to basically Do that. direct, which right. I don't really know how. I mean, it it makes sense the saying, like, the president is given that authority. But then I know, like, the ACLU and other, like, legal rights groups were basically saying that there's, like, what's the, what's the actual sense behind this? You're not mm-hmm. actually trying to say, hey, we're going to curb this, this, or this. I mean, on the campaign trail, he was saying we need to ban Muslims and – Bro,
1: he's just so, saying so like, um, so like one of the justice 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 Sonia Sotomayor. Sotomayor, Sotomayor, proud of New York. There you go. Uh, she said that the decision was no better than uh, basically in 1944, the decision that endorsed the detention of Japanese Americans during World War II. Uh, the mm. case court, Matasu versus the United States. Mm. That was the case. Uh, she was basically saying how that travel ban decision is up the same route. Like, it's yeah, you're, the same thing. Right. basically banning these people, saying that they can't come because here. Because of their and faith. when they do come here, we're gonna like put them in these certain places, places or right. observe them more strictly, like an internment um, camp, right? Or like I was when I was reading an um, article about it, it was basically saying how like TSA has the right to just instead of pulling you in the back now, they can search you right there. Uh, and it annoys me because the last few times I have traveled, I've been stopped. Drop them. <laughs> and they em. really do be all of me. It feels yeah. like you're getting, like, sexually harassed almost. Mm-hmm. So it's it's weird um, to see these things take place. And I know, like, me, just being one minority is happening to me. So I can only imagine, like, what's happening to all the people who look or appear as Muslim. Yeah,
0: I mean, I can't imagine if you go to the airport with a, a job or if your name. You know, it's, if you have a yeah. of name. I can't imagine that. But I think, like, the biggest takeaway is that, um, like, <coughs> this is all expected. Yeah, which is which from is from like this, which is like the this sad this
1: part. Particular, uh, you know, say administration. Yeah. It comes to no surprise. It and speaking of this, we got to talk about how just, Justice Anthony Kennedy uh, retired. But I want to just comment on how mm-hmm. what the hell was y'all first lady thinking when she wore that jacket? Um, oh. <laughs> talking about I don't care. Do you? Why would you wear that jacket to a concentration camp or whatever we're calling them? But it's basically a concentration. That was camp. like
0: the most savage like Twitter troll. That was thing. so
1: savage. Like you knew what she was doing. Like.
0: That that's it's been like dissected to the point where it's like, well, was she really trolling? Donald? Bro, honestly, like I, my thing is, it's 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 weird she had me. to.
1: That was an intentional outfit choice.
0: Of course, you don't like. You don't
1: just wake up in the morning and say, "Oh, I'm gonna throw this on and go to a concert."
0: No, with like the whole like bohemian painting on the. <laughs>
1: Anyway, it's not that important. I just wanted to like...
0: That's a funny moment. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it was
1: funny.
0: Um, I'll piggyback off what you said. Um, I think one of probably the biggest stories since we have recorded, Um, Justice Anthony Kennedy uh, of the Supreme Court has retired. Uh, Justice Kennedy was pretty much known. He was a little bit right of center in terms of his judicial ideology, Um, but he was still the swing vote. He was, um, even though he voted for stuff like in favor of Corporations for like stuff like Citizens United, which basically approved like endless amount of like campaign spending. He also he was one of the votes that um, he was in favor of marriage equality and the um, and ACA so Uh like the the Affordable Care Act. Oh Lord, Obama (laughs) just put so far back in my mind Um, So he was a key vote on stuff like that. So basically Trump has already appointed Neil Gorsuch to the court after Obama tried to appoint Merrick Garland so that's one seat that Trump has appointed. This seat, um, and he's nominated, um, he was on the D.C. Court of Appeals, right, uh-huh. Brett Kavanaugh. He is basically, his judicial ideology, I think it was predicted by the Washington Post, is to be just to the left, so he's slightly less conservative than um, your favorite person. Who's who, who, who's the only brother on that court? You're talking about Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. So, no. he's so he's just a little bit less conservative, or... Judicial groups have predicted he'll be just a little bit less conservative than um, your man Clarence Thomas. So basically that's huge. And then when you piggyback that off of just what the Supreme Court did to end their session, they basically gutted labor unions and said that um, basically it's like a voluntary thing. You don't have to pay dues. to You have to opt into them, which basically hurts the strength of labor unions. They did mm-hmm. stuff on gerrymandering to basically say that it's not – like, partisan gerrymandering is basically not unconstitutional. Uh-huh. They did stuff, and basically, there are people. a lot of people are afraid that stuff for voting rights, because in Ohio, they, did, they had a law, which we talked about, that if you're on the voter registration list, and you don't vote for a certain amount of years, the state of Ohio can take yeah, you off yeah, if you're not active. So that's a huge case, and that could have other ripple effects for the Voting Rights Act in general, Right. which is... These are all things that the Supreme Court can decide on. They can decide on reproductive rights, voting yeah. rights, um, yeah, rovers, like, rovers. Yeah, like, that gets all, like, the this. like that gets the... That's going to get, like, the main topics, but in terms of stuff like um, civil liberties, in terms of being discriminated against, like, I know they just ruled in favor of a store owner who refused service to someone who was gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that stuff... Even though I'm not, like, I don't claim to be a legal expert, but you never know how that stuff can, can piggyback or how it can snowball into something else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it starts with you being gay, then it starts with you being of a certain faith, then exactly. it starts with you being of a certain color. Exactly. So you can see how it just keeps spiraling, especially with the Voting Rights Act. Exactly. because then, then so much yeah.
1: has been, like, especially in recent years, like when Eric Holdover's, uh attorney general... Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Holder versus Shelby County. Yeah. Yeah, Shelby County. That dealt with the Voter Rights Act. So it's like all of this stuff does pile onto each other. And that's why me, I want to practice law because honestly, that's the only concrete thing we have in America. Once you put a legislation or a law or a bill whatever forth and it's voted on, it's in place. Like you have to follow said rules. Unless it
0: gets changed or. Uh, yeah. Right. Or amended
1: later on down the lines. But. That's the thing that controls our livelihoods in America um, and is stuff like him being nominated and that's why it's a lot of controversy around him right now because yeah. like basically conservatives will rule the Supreme Court for years decades right decades um, I mean he's
0: 53 He's young so he will Like he's least. young
1: and I was looking uh um, attempted to like learn more about him because I personally didn't know who he was Not the only either. thing i knew that he he clerked for judge walter king um and like he also like during that same time period was clerking for Judge staplin who wrote the majority opinion in the planned parenthood versus casey mm-hmm. yeah. um so it's like
0: it know, all comes together it's connected and for reference anthony kennedy is 81 so if he served – so basically Anthony Kennedy is Three entire, decades. Three decades. So basically that's why this is – one, this is really important because, you know, Gorsuch was in his early 50s, Uh uh-huh. but Kavanaugh in his 50s. There are other justices. We never know what might happen to Clarence Thomas or right. Bader Ginsburg. The court already seems to be headed to like a 5-4 shift. Exactly. So if another justice gets tacked on – and that's why I think – I mean – it. Once again, like we always talk about why voting is so important, because it's like the unintended consequences of what you think, and that, oh shoot, the Supreme Court seat that's already up, oh someone else might retire, that's a decade long switch. Exactly. Because uh, the court has kind of been five four, five depending on which way you lean mm-hmm. for some right. time. Right. But I mean, if stuff keeps going at this rate, the way in, in another year it might be a 6-3 and that's the sad part like for some time. it's scary
1: to live in this time cause I, you know like I for me when I was younger I would always be like I can only imagine living in the civil rights or the 60, whatever you know what I'm saying and it's like we're living in the new age version of all of that like especially attack on black people or how this like a lot of conservatives have power right now and that's why like the yeah. midterm elections are so important and I would
0: advocate anybody that's not registered to vote. No, that's real. To register, because uh, it's not funny? even like it's not even just a, I mean, of course, the Supreme Court is like they basically to, they basically declare what is Basic the law of the land. Precedent. But it's always but it's also the lower court judges. It's the ones who are at the circuit level. It's right. federal judges, federal attorneys. Like the Senate has basically the approval of doing that now. Mm-hmm. And basically, if um, if Democrats get basically two more seats, so then they have fifty one after November. Then they would basically be able to say, "This person you're nominating is so extreme. We can just straight, we can hold a vote, but we're just gonna vote no, and then that that decides it, and that either forces Trump, which he would never do, to either pick someone more moderate, or Uh that that justice is just not gonna be on the bench, right? Which is probably a good thing. So I think it would be,
1: but like, like I think that's the big thing people are talking about right now is stuff matters. Yeah, um, how many justices will go into the upcoming year or whatnot?
0: No, I mean, that's we will be talking about that in I the future. I think we have to, right? But that is uh, that's what's really probably going the biggest on. thing.
1: Um, So I think something big that has been happening recently in, like, the social scene, because we've been talking about politics a minute. Let's Ew. switch up. Um, so folks just want to say the N-word and call the police on us. So Netflix PR um chief, after, like, yeah, he was in a meeting and just... <laughs>
0: Oh, did I say that? Oh, my God. Excuse me.
1: And then the Papa John's founder, he wants to uh, say it. And he's resigned, but he's still getting bopped. That's my thing with all of this. And then you have a white manager. I watched this video, and I was so mad. A white manager uh, was fired after calling the police on a black dude who, they said, jumped the gate to get in the pool. Basically, the dude was out there chilling in his apartment complex where he paid $1,600 1600 for rent, what anyway? He paid this, um, recently, like a couple days ago, apparently. So he was out there chilling, and then the property manager, um, came and kind of harassed him, like, What are you doing? blah blah blah. Then she called an officer obviously officer shows up to the scene and she's harassing him and then he goes to say, do you not realize the recent attack on black bodies? She was like, oh, shut up. What? Are you, ta- what? Like, that don't make no sense. Like, he, like today, on the train. Like, okay, so I guess this all ties into it because people are saying that, you know, Maxine Waters, when she was at a uh, like, uh little she, not a campaign, but she was at an oh, event yeah. uh, in California like last month. And she was basically like,
0: if You're gonna take me out, you better aim for the face. Right. <laughs> and she said
1: that, and then she was like, Any Trump supporters or whatever, just oust them. Like, we ain't got time for that. Like, You better after, shoot straight. You and know what I'm like, saying? Wow. Uh, so, a lot of people are saying a lot of controversies coming behind that. And, like, I think it's just outlandish for these. People didn't think they could just maneuver how they want to maneuver because that goes to the point I was about to make. I was just on the train or whatever. And, like, people just want to wear MAGA hats for whatever
0: reasons. Yeah, I should get down on the hill. Why?
1: Anyway, so it was this family of supporters. had the little, One of the dudes had the hat on or whatnot, and then, like, a uh, person of the African-American descent was getting off the train and snatched the hat off. and it was so funny to me I laughed haha whatever so like I was getting ready to get off the train and like of course the family's talking about it talking about it and then the dude references Maxine Waters he was like um this is probably because she told him to act ignorant he said something like that and then the lady across from me wait hold on you like so it starts this little commotion and it was just funny because it's like dang It's really a race war going on right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a part of it is like, I don't know, I I, am like conflicted about it. I think (coughs) one is the kind of thing of like, you know, when you have, I mean, like, I love like the Time um, news cover magazine where it's basically like Trump, he's in a boat and he has like a little calling thing where he's like trying to like project his voice. He's basically like blowing into like a hooded Klansman like outfit. So it's like he's Mm. putting like sails and so it's like, you know, he's creating the wind for a race. He to is. So I think like it starts at. I need to see that. Yeah, it's pretty That's dope. That's
1: revolutionary. Ooh.
0: Wow. <laughs> um, no, so I think it like it starts at the top, but to a certain extent, because I feel like one, I, I do believe in this area that like, oh, because Trump is doing this now, everyone else feels empowered to do it. Kind of like how when Obama got elected, all the other black people said, okay, I feel like, like me, like I feel like I can be involved in politics. Now. Right. But I also feel like um, this is not just a Trump thing. I think a lot of it is that stuff like this happened when there weren't cameras around and it just never got documented. You know, I think that it's a thing of these actions probably wouldn't have occurred in greater number, but would they still have happened? Are people still, do people still have those innate feelings of, you know, racism, sexism, bigotry? Like, of course, they feel probably a little bit more emboldened to get those feelings out now, but those feelings always existed. So I, I think agree. that in, in one sense, like I think Trump exposes just how much of these feelings are just naturally in people, because it's not like Trump came about and someone would like hit a complete left and said, oh, you know what, I am a racist now. Or like, you know what, I right. have all these feelings. Right. Those feelings were always within you. Now you just have someone who says them so openly and you feel empowered to, to basically speak your mind how you see it. Exactly. So I think that it's like things change, but things stay the same
1: exactly
0: like trump is the figurehead now and he's gonna be there until 2020 maybe
1: no no we're not even no we're not giving that no we're not speaking that into
0: existence shout out to the boogeyman aka Mueller Man. um but wait they call go ahead we'll talk, yeah, I know you're gonna say. um
1: they call her the boogeyman now who maxine
0: waters mm-hmm. that's
1: what the title of this article is it says republicans have found a new boogeyman, Max. No, okay, yeah, it. that makes
0: sense. Her
1: and um, what's the name, Peluso.
0: Pelosi? My Pelosi, boy, bro, I'm terrible with names. You are. You I are. have made this clear. <laughs> soda mayor, soda mayor, boy. You probably you probably be butchering my name on the Noah <laughs> <laughs> Um, But like I was saying, like I think, like it's the kind of thing of like where where these were like I mean not to like in or uh, we'll keep it in like the political sphere, like. Were Republicans basically doing the same kind of stuff without Trump? Yes, but in a more veiled way right. where it's more dog whistle. Now, they're just like, you know what? I'm going to wave my MAGA flag. I'm gonna like just be out here now. I'm, I'm out here now. But it's kind of like, are the actions and the intent still... Have the actions and intent still changed? Like, the actions have changed in that they're more visible, mm-hmm. but they were still always there. There's still always those people who are going to... They're not going to call the police in your face. They're going to go to the back room and call police while you're sitting at the table. And then, like, it's the kind of thing like where the action, the end result is always still the same in that people of color, and especially women of color, are always being put in a down position. It's more vocal now, and I think people now who are being discriminated against have the incentive of recording it, of documenting it, and getting it out into the public space, mm-hmm. so we can have the conversation that we probably didn't. We're having it more now. It helps that Trump is there. But I think that, I mean, just like I said, things changed, but like once Trump is out of office, is this gonna is his is his absence gonna change anything significant? No, uh-huh. because if you have those feelings when Trump is absent, you're still gonna wake up and say, "Wow, there's a black person in the elevator. He must not work here." Right. Or oh, there are two black women walking around the store. They must be thinking about Trump you've always things.
1: had these feelings.
0: Right. Like it doesn't change. You just feel more empowered to say that. Say something. Now. Right. So I think that's like. I think it's lost because I think everyone's like, "Oh, this is the Trump effect." It's like it's the Trump effect to a certain extent, but when Trump's not gone, then what's your reasoning? What's the reasoning? Yeah. So I think that's something to look out for because I think it it happens like every day, and I think more people are deciding to say like, "I'm going to document you if you have if you're being prejudiced if you're being sexist." Right, 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 right. We're getting it out into the public space now. And like, you can't pretty, just basically yeah. you can't basically emasculate me. And keep that in, keep that between you and I. Like this, this is not just a a two handed, a two way street. Right. This is gonna this is a we're in the public square, and everyone's right, going to find out right. that this store either does not accept service from Black women, or that this store does not hire exactly. Black employees. Or like you're
1: gonna reap the consequences.
0: Right. And I think that's a consistent theme. Like that's probably one of the, like the themes of 2018 is that like chicken's coming home to roost. Like if you act a certain way, whether it's we calling it. Yeah, we I mean, like it. stuff like Me Too, like this, like All if you that. if you act a certain way. So let's
1: say we're holding people more
0: accountable. Okay, I'm interested to see this this uh, this this journalistic pivot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, if you think about it, because if you think about the Me Too and like the stuff being recorded now, yeah, it's accountability. It's a lot more accountability. So I would just like to see this, you know, what I'm saying accountability taken on police as well.
0: Of course. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I think that's... I mean, I think us as people of color know too well that we're often held to accountable for our actions to almost a... To sometimes a very unfair rate. Where right. it's like, you know, whether it's in... You know, whether it's... You can't... Whether you're walking on the street, you can't act a certain way. Because mm-hmm. if you do, someone might call the police and get scared. It's just like that. And even Like, like we
1: said the other day, like, code switching. Right. Yeah. Most... Other races don't know what that is, but us as black people, we understand it because of the history that has been, has taken place in right. America. Right, and I think... So it's mm-hmm. like, we know, like, innately, I have to, or I should not have to, because you don't. I should preserve myself in a certain light in order for me to
0: avoid X, Y, Z happening. No, I mean, that's... Or for me to get this job, or... That's real. You know, I mean, because it's down to the small things. Like I said, like, if you're walking in a predominantly white neighborhood you and you look a certain way or if you have on a hoodie like you that's your people are going to take that a certain way but even down to small things like if you're in a job you might not be able to have the wiggle room to do certain things uh-huh. that you know that white counterparts are able to do like you might be unfairly you know punished for doing something that someone else might do so I think that that's like of course like this is all life in the Trump era where we get to have macro discussions about race and shout out to those people who said you know racism was over when obama got elected <laughs> shout out to i have not forgotten you right um, um
1: i think the last big story and then yeah. we can hit you with the heads up is dc is being sued for one billion dollars for gentrification um aristotle thresi theresa that's
0: the person's name the first name of the Air I'm sorry, oh, that was not A R. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not like <laughs> judging your. Prin- I'm sure you got it right. I'm Listen, just... he's a
1: Howard Law grad, so we are not gonna come from my man's. Uh, he's the civil rights attorney. He's the principal attorney of his own firm here in Washington D.C. Uh, he's the principal attorney representing three Washingtonians and a community group care. Um, mm. The lawsuit is being filed on discriminatory housing, and urban renewal policies that favor white millennial renters over long-standing Black residents. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1970, 71 percent of the city's residents were Black. Today, less than 50 percent of the s- residents are Black. Mm, um, city. So I definitely say, like, if this suit was to like go to like no one's responding yet, but if this because he is tagging like every commission board. Mayor, he's active, everybody. he's active, um,
0: he's, he's getting the shots off. So. But,
1: um, if it was to actually go to court and then win, I definitely think it would set precedent for what's happening in big cities all around the, all country. Around the country. Um, and it's weird because as I was reading more about this, I actually read the complaint, guys. <laughs> but anyway, um, based he's saying in the lawsuit that. The uh, philosophy behind the gentrification thing that's happening comes from Richard Florida. Uh, he's an influential urban the the world, how do you T H E O. You're trying to <laughs> anyway, keep We can't speak. Uh, anyway, he's he basically um, this dude who. Put out a book, The Rise of Creative Class, which describes a specific kind of worker, often young and working in the fields of technology, science, art, and journalism. And according to his theory, the key to a successful city economy lies in the hands of those workers uh, who have the particular ideas to make that city
0: thrive. So, yeah. We're going to have to do, and I'm just speaking because like, myself, because like I knew about this, but I think the, the inner workings of this are Really fascinating. Uh-huh. So I think we definitely have to like next episode. I feel like we have to do like a deep dive on this, just because I feel like this is the interesting thing in terms of what their I mean, you're the lawyer guy. I'm not. I'm not. You know, we have we you know we have different lanes here, but I think it'd be interesting for like us to find out and for you to kind of explain it in you know like simpler terms what their actual legal argument for this is, mm-hmm. because I think that that's very that I feel like that's going to be very fascinating because there's a book. Um, which I think is one of like the best books I've ever written about, Like I mean, in general. It's called um, The Color of Law, A Forgotten History of How Our Government Segregated America. It's by Richard Rothstein. And it's basically talking about how after World War II and the GI Bill and all these people, all these war veterans came home with money that governments then started overtly and subtly basically going about housing policies that Put people in certain places, right. and how that has how it started in trying to get uh, veterans' housing in the '40s and '50s, but how it's also turned into then redirecting those once black neighborhoods that were often during like the '40s and '50s during like you know the Great Migration for us, mm-hmm. and then changing those into predominantly white spaces. So it basically talks about how they tried to keep certain areas black in the '60s, but now how they're trying to flip them and make them predominantly white spaces. Yeah. So I think that like reading that book and then talking about this, I just think it's going to be really interesting to see like what angle they try to go about because I think that just off the top of my head, I think they would have to give a really good case of why that the gentrification was a part of the government's doing and how they knew it was happening. Like, it was intentional. It was intentional. Because I don't think you can just... I think, like, if I'm a part of the government, you just say, we were doing what we call, I mean, of course, urban renewal, and a unintended consequence of that was the property values rising when we fixed things up. As of that, the, you know, the current inhabitants of that neighborhood could not afford the property taxes or could not afford the rent that was then set by the landlord right. or by the building company. Right. So I think that... like I can... Even though I I can understand their case and basically saying we just tried to fix up the neighborhood, what happened after that was out of our control.
1: Right, but I guess so. I just want to I get find, into the tent, yeah. He's right. arguing that basically the policies that are in place are more in favor of a certain.
0: I agree, and that's what rates. and that's what Rossing talks about. Basically, saying that governments can't they can't like hide what they did. Like they right. they clearly did. It's basically saying that. I'm basically putting the onus on the guy who's suing to basically just have like receipts and just be like, I mean, like you, you did this at this time. He yeah. literally
1: goes through each right, then he has a good case, then he has a very good case. DC and breaks down how certain stuff was there and thriving in a in the like more prominent black times mm-hmm. versus now. Like Tinley Town, for instance, was not Tinley Town a I mean, few years ago.
0: I mean, I just think of Georgetown. I mean, to took go way, way far back. Uh, no, he. I mean, that's like in the, like 1900s. If you, I pull a plane, but I yeah. mean, you don't have to. I'm just saying. Anyway, I mean, we he, can talk um, about the plane, but I just think yeah, it's we like definitely need to go because into it's a very that, interesting legal argument. Uh, so because that, like you said, actually, that affects everywhere.
1: You know, we should reach back out to him and see if he come talk about
0: it. If anyone knows him, at him, Howard um, University uh, Alumni Association. Right. I, I My my membership has expired, but
1: Howard expired because
0: really? <laughs> we got a year of membership.
1: Oh, I guess I just got...
0: I, I wasn't going to put name. you on blast and say that, but... Look, God. I'm proud of me.
1: Four and... Four and nine. I just walked the farm. I ain't mad. Anyway, we're going to talk about this heads up. So, it's a school in Virginia that was named after, like, an old is being renamed um, in honor of Barack Obama. So, that's pretty cool. Um, most New Yorkers found smoking marijuana after September 1st will no longer be subject to arrest. That is great. My question here or concern is what is most defined as? You know.
0: Also, um, will the people who are in jail for those things would that be like corrected? Right. Is that I've always found that weird, but like that's okay. Need to hear it out there.
1: I guess it's a minor step for a major. No, nah, anyway. It is. Uh, so One y'all. Say her name. Don't know. <laughs> Hey, so y'all remember the Texas girl who got choked out by the officer? Her name is Daricha Bicton. I'm sorry if I butchered your name, my dear. Um, she settled for $148,000. So Get your money. Get your money. You know what I'm saying? Get that bread, cuz. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> uh, I'm sure Jesus. Uh, Spite Lee, uh, he released... This it's old news, but it's kind of new news. I mean, here. I mean, we ain't done this before. right, but yeah. the Black Cant Klansman is set to release this year. Um, that's Spike Lee jump. Uh, and he released it at his film festival, and it's basically a response to the Trump era. So, yeah, it's like all about like David Duke. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, black, black man that infiltrated the KKK. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, <coughs> my random thoughts: Spike Lee under uh, underappreciated. He is a uh, very, uh, I think he's his, recognized by like us, us, but like I still think we're not giving him the, <laughs> the level of respect that he deserves.
1: And I'm in between by Spot League because some of his stuff be like, but then most all the time his movies or projects relate to the black culture and what's going on and what could Yeah, you I mean, know he's a film
0: director, so he's had some clunkers, but like all his stuff in like the 80s and 90s was like, no one else better. has. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, so Monique, y'all know she came and told us the to boycott a couple months ago, but she just got a ten mil offered from Netflix, so we're gonna see what's up with that.
0: You know what I I mean, I had like, I had like literally no opinion on this when it happened. <laughs> My whole thing is shout out to Monique for using leverage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, hey, get I, your bags, sis. Cause literally when she was like carrying on for more money, I was like, maybe this is just like the broken me, but like I don't I haven't seen Monique do that much. So I'm like, I didn't know you could set your price. What? Like oh, no, Nick is a legend. She's a legend, but like, when the last time you seen her do something?
1: And that's the problem. You know, she was blackballed by. I guess we really want to go down the document because, you know, I'm Lee saying, Daniels, I
0: mean, I mean, who I mean. pred- that
1: precious was her last, like. Thing.
0: And, and she got a
1: Grammy from that, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, Oscar or something. She got an award behind that. Uh, uh
0: But didn't uh, they blackball her no, after that? No, you don't even know what I'm gonna say. Didn't what? Lee Jankos get choked out by your boy? That Damon said, Daz. That's what
1: I'm saying. That's what. That's what I'm saying. We can run down the whole document because Damon dass loaned that man two million dollars. with my money to, to produce the movie? And he been quiet for some years now because that movie that came out a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? But bro, basically, like came out of like with my bread, with my bread, and he. Does.
0: And Lee Daniels sitting there in a nice, uh, in a nice moccasin robe talking can, about. Can we talk about this? Da- Damon, <laughs> Damon, Damon. Can we talk? But about this? He was wrong
1: for that. He didn't invite
0: Brett to the um uh, to, to the release. So that's foul.
1: Yeah, it is foul.
0: That, that, that's how I'm gonna do you when we make it big, and I like only get like the ad money. Henry, Henry, can we talk about this in private? You um, So yeah, no, that's that is a big lesson in being able to use your leverage to your advantage. So shout right. out to her. Yeah. Um, any, I mean, any, anything else to look forward to? We said we're going to keep this a little brief, one, you know, so you can get your little morning primer on the train, or you know, some people drive to work, not us. Right. Work, you know, um, to but that's
1: it. That's your hands up, your food Anything football, else? Or anything Adrian, else to look forward box. to? Anything else
0: to look forward to? None. What's, 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 what's coming up?
1: Coming up in recent news? Yeah, anything to look forward to? Uh, not uh, off the top of my head, I can't think about
0: it. Nah. We didn't talk uh, about
1: Trump, though.
0: You want to quickly do that? Okay, so all I got to say is basically Trump met with Putin, Putin as we say. Um, and basically we are about three months away from uh, having a KGB agent knock, <laughs> knock at my door and tell me to get out. So... That's wild. Um, any any Drake album thoughts? How do you feel about Drake album? Um,
1: uh, it was good. Like, I liked it. It was cool. Like it I mean, my thing is about Drake is like He's timeless, but he made radio hits, so you know what I'm saying? He's like, like a
0: character he's like a caricature of himself. Yeah. Like I think he plays it and he, he smartly plays into the joke. He does. It, he it's plays so into annoying. the joke. It is annoying. It's so annoying. It's like it's y'all so think annoying. I'm light skinned like yeah we do, because you got Ratchet Happy Birthday and you
1: it's a fucking birthday. I'm but like, he makes I, it I, pop you. though. Everybody about to be
0: blasting. So shout out to uh, Henry and I, we're gonna be in L raid next week. Off of off two uh strawberry jumps. Uh So that's it, y'all. We are gonna try to keep this more consistent. This was a little quick hitter. Listen to it on the uh, bear soon, A Bear coming
1: soon. A bear coming soon. Bear coming.
0: Twitter too. Twitter coming soon. You want to give? Oh, you want to give? Uh, Zoo. uh Oh, you know stuff. what I'm saying?
1: Shout out to my man Zoo Bear, Zoo the producer that was Zoo on his the track. Beat. Um, playing Sorian you know saying follow. Album out now. Yeah, he drops on uh, iTunes. We're gonna put that in Apple the link. Zoo. You know what I'm The producer, Spud, S-P-U-D-D. So shout out to my man. Go mans. cop that. Putting on for of
0: Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Henry, we out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey, Shannon.